0: Can you have the best of intentions and still be problematic? The answer is yes. Join me and Louisa Duran for a candid conversation about intention versus impact. In this episode, you'll learn why it's important to take responsibility for your action, why it's important to own your reaction, questions to ask yourself to shift from a state of reaction to a state of learning, and how to recognize all the ways in which you're bypassing your own shit by calling people out on their shit. Did I mention that this episode topic was inspired by a Baby Yoda meme? We'll dive into that as well. Now, who is Louisa? Louisa's work is as multifaceted as she is. She is a coach, an educator and a special and a social impact strategist. Her coaching and consulting practice honors her passion for both social equity and personal empowerment. The two branches of her work naturally bleed into each other. Louisa's unique approach is a holistic approach that considers the person, their identity and their experiences as well as the communities in which they live. She uses her training, education, resources, and personal journey to create a signature system that supports, edifies, and guides her clients through a process that allows them to take an honest look at their lives and arms them with the tools necessary to begin living in alignment with their vision, values, and belief systems. Louisa's goal is simple. She's here to help people heal through decolonizing their beliefs in order to create relationships, businesses, careers, and lives that reflect their values and honor who they are and how they want to live. Now it is time to discuss intention versus impact with Louisa Duran. Welcome to today's thought leader, where I'm challenging you to rise up, speak up, and create a movement. I'm your host, Ruby Freeman, and I'm here as a catalyst for you, the new generation of thought leaders. I'm a kick-ass life coach, a bullshit detector, and courageous communicator. I'll show you how to gain visibility, build a cult following, and create impact while increasing your income. Join me every week as I dive into raw and real conversations that will help you amplify your presence, influence, and impact. It's time to unapologetically do what you're here to do and do it your way. So get ready, thought leaders, and let's make shit happen. Hey, thought leaders, I am back with a guest who might be familiar to you. She goes by the name of Louisa Doran and she was here before and she's here again to bring her spicy charm to you. I
1: love <laughs> that spicy charm. Spicy yes. charm. Yes. <laughs> I just call it spice, but I like it when you add charm to it. <laughs> I know that that just kind of rolled out of my mouth. That wasn't
0: planned yeah. at all, but yeah, you've got a spicy charm about you. I like it. So. <laughs> up? I feel like that should be your cereal.
1: <laughs> spicy charm. You're, see, you're opening up a whole rabbit <laughs> hole that I'm about to dive into. All right, y'all. When you see a full apparel line called spicy charm, just know <laughs> there will be a thank you note to Ruby at the bottom. <laughs> I better get a lifetime supply of For that. For sure. Of okay. all the things. Whatever all, you want, girl. Of whatever okay. you want.
0: <laughs> um, So we're... We've come together today to talk about some shit that's been going down in the online space. And um, I could have talked about this alone, but I needed someone with some spice to hold this conversation with me. (laughs) (laughs) So I brought Louisa in, especially because I see her as one of the uh, the only leaders who's speaking about this um, with so much truth. Oh, and you. yeah, uh, and what we're going to talk about today is is really impact versus intention, mm-hmm. because in the spiritual com- community, intention is everything.
1: Yeah, right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> and yet, and, and yet, there's an impact. It's like you know, every every thing that you do in life is going to have some sort of a reaction mm-hmm. from from things that are outside of you right? We have cause and we have reaction and we as leaders need to be aware of what those things are. But the, the question always becomes, what well, am I responsible for the impact that what I said had on some or a lot of people, right? That's the question.
1: <laughs> yeah. And it's a nuanced one. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> right. Which is why we're dedicating a podcast to it. Um, do you want me to give you my like direct spiel? We can like dive into all the things, but this is like ultimately how I feel about this. Can I just like go right there? Yeah, get spicy. All right, cool. So intention versus impact. First and foremost, I will like put the little asterisks right? That there, we have to hold space for multiplicities when we talk about intention versus impact. So multiple things can be true, right? So are you as a leader always responsible for everything that you do? Absolutely, 100%. But that looks like different things. And when we're talking about intention and impact, that is very important. So can you have the best of intentions and still be problematic and hella harmful and have a truly harmful impact? Absolutely. Can you have the best of intentions and happen to impact somebody on a very personal level and not actually have caused, right? Like quote unquote general, when we're talking about harm, we're talking about like overall like oppressive blind spots, like, mm-hmm. you know, that kind of stuff. Also, yes. Can you have really evil intentions and, or like poor intentions and never quote unquote negatively impact somebody? Also, yes. Right. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is we talk about, like, I'll break that down. So can you have evil, what I call evil intentions? So can you be a like profit over people type of leader? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and will people never think that they're being harmed by you because they don't necessarily see it or feel it or de- like they're like, oh, I'm making money and this person's great. Sure, but I still think that that's somebody that had bad intentions, right? right. And so those people go under the radar. Then there's the people that are like, oh, I'm so well intentioned and like love and light, love and light, and whatever, right? <laughs> but they're behaving out of blind spots. They're <laughs> behaving out of right, colonized narratives. They're behaving out of privilege. And so they're inherently either dehumanizing other folks or gaslighting or spiritual bypassing, and they're causing harm. Mm -hmm. 100% your responsibility to fix that. Yeah. Because in that particular model of this, the person, right? So let's call them, let's just call them leaders, like, or the person that's causing the impact, right? So the leader the leader should have done their decolonization work, their anti-racism work, their unpacking of privilege, their understanding of systems of oppression and have moved into a space where they can honor people's humanity if -hmm. they're going to then be like a leader or be visible. Right. Or, Or even just like, you know, in, in any sort of power dynamic, if they're like in a position to impact somebody, mm-hmm. they should have done that work to be able to show up and say, okay, I'm going to make sure that I'm constantly being inclusive, equitable, and honoring folks as humanity.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So you shouldn't, If it, again, if you are a leader and you are right, like that person that people are looking to, you should have already done your prerequisites, right? Like mm-hmm. how did you graduate without having done that work. Right. so like yet. what I was
0: saying today on Instagram, like you can't, people are in such a rush to be seen as a leader that they
1: bypass the work that it takes to actually be a leader. Yes. Oh, I, th- maybe. Oh, I did repost that. Yes, mm-hmm. I reposted that one. I loved that because exactly that, right? Like yeah. folks are out here like, oh yeah, I'm an, or the like, they're seen as leadership because they're influencers or whatever. They have like visibility, yeah. but they've bypassed the work. And so by, if, you, if you're that person and then you're causing harm, yeah, you're problematic and it is your responsibility. And the reason it's your responsibility is because you skipped the fundamental steps necessary to truly be a leader. Mm-hmm. And then you have the third group, which is what we're going to dive into mm-hmm. today. Yes. You have folks that are very well-intentioned, that have done their work, that are mindful, that honor other people's humanities, and that are, you know, saying the thing, doing their jam, whatever. They're out here. They're visible. And sometimes there is a negative impact on a, a personal, like an, an individual person. Right. Can it happen? Yeah. Do I step on people's feet sometimes when I'm walking down the street? Absolutely. hmm Same happens, right? (laughs) My intention wasn't to step on their foot. Mm -hmm. Is the impact that I stepped on it and then they were were caused pain? Sure. And did I own that the interaction happened? Mm -hmm. Yes. But am I going to take responsibility in some sort of way that it now means something about me as a human that was walking down the street? Yeah, that's going to be a no for me, dog. Mm -hmm. No, absolutely not. Right? So- to like bring this into our space, mm-hmm. we operate in a space where we have tons of visibility, right? Like we're saying things all the time, the internet, all the time. people yeah. are like watching all the time. And I feel like a lot of people are watching more so for this moment where they're like, Ooh, she's like so well-intentioned, but oh, 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 the impact, yeah. like she fucked up, like got her. No, yeah. no, ma'am. Like, mm-hmm. let's have some, let's chill out. But so we're, vi- we're very visible and we say things and we share things and we're also human. Mm-hmm. And sometimes things happen. Sometimes individuals respond and react to the things that we say. And yeah. there's this moment, this is where the nuance happens, right? And as leaders, it's our responsibility to say, let me assess for a moment. Is the thing that I did or said inherently problematic? Is it riddled in blind spots? Is it right harmful in some sort of way? Have I negated somebody's human experience or have I placed a valuation on them based on their identities? Mm-hmm. If the answer is no, then I hate to break it to everyone listening, but that means that if you have a problem, that's actually a you problem. That's not mm-hmm. the person who said it's problem.
0: Yeah. So let's let's get uh, let's go refine for, that one. Yeah but let's let's unpack just that one. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think a lot of people this is where they get tripped up. Mm-hmm. You know, for me um the way in which I see it just from my own personal experience in my own journey of being someone who was a very highly triggered, constantly reacting um quite often overreacting. I grew up in a reactive family. That's how we communicated with each other. I didn't know any better. Mm -hmm. And in my personal journey, I learned how to see my triggers as almost like an invitation to view the wound underneath it. Like Mm -hmm. what is actually being triggered in this situation, Mm -hmm. Um, which then made it made it about me versus about the other person. The other person could be acting wrong. The other person could be showing up in a way that, you know, isn't necessarily nice or right. Um, And they are poking me in a very sore spot. And that sore spot within me is a spot that I get to heal. Mm Mm-hmm. And when it's not healed, people will continue to poke at it intentionally or unintentionally, consciously or unconsciously. And so through my journey, I've learned, you know, my triggers are my responsibility. Every time I get triggered, I look at it as an invitation to get curious about what lies beneath it. Now in leadership and in the work that I do, what I've also learned is not everyone's gonna agree with me and sometimes I'm gonna step on people's toes. And sometimes those toes are going to be super fucking sensitive. Yep. And it's really easy for me to then go back into a reactive place because this person's reacting. What's harder mm-hmm. is to take a breath mm-hmm. and come from a place of, of responding to that reaction and understanding what is mine to own in this and what is mine to not own. Mm-hmm. And that's the place where many people get shit twisted. Just like I did a few weeks ago with a baby Yoda meme. (laughs)
1: Which I'm gonna say, I still think is hilarious every time I see it.
0: Let's just—I'm gonna tell everyone. Yeah, I'm gonna read read what this meme said. um, So we have context. So Mm -hmm. I posted a picture, a meme of Baby Yoda, and Baby Yoda looks really sad. And the the text on the meme says, "And I'm gonna try and say this without laughing because I still think it's so funny." (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Okay. When you can't go to the Jimmy gym to get Buffy buff. So instead you get fatty fat from your quarantine snacky snacks.
1: (laughs) I'm sorry. I love it because it's true. I I
0: love this. Like for everyone who follows me on social, like, you know, like I am, I am a a. 5am workout with my fucking trainer. I'm, you know, I'm, I've got, I was working on my six pack and my pull-ups before all this went down. I know you're upset. I'm super uh, upset pull about up not game was
1: like really, really my pull-up game was right there. It was right there. It was. And so
0: now I'm at home, we're trying to make this like home gym and the equipment's coming really slow um, via Amazon. Yep. And, Ditto. and you know, when you're sitting around at home, there's a lot of snacks and you kind of impulse buy when you're at the stores because they don't have enough of anything. And mm-hmm. <laughs> so yes, I have gained weight. Yeah. Um, so this is true for me. Um, but the word "fatty fat" got people twisted. It triggered people. That those were the toes that I stepped on. The fatty fat.
1: I'm like, tag me in. Tag it. Come on in. Come on in, Louisa. You're you're so. (laughs) (laughs) So here's the thing, y'all. Okay. (laughs) So I, I want to, because you said something really important at bef- right before that I want to call back to. Yes. That every opportunity is a unique moment to pause mm-hmm. and assess what is yours to own and what is not. Mm-hmm. And I think we, we all do that, right? As the person th- with the intention that caused the impact and as the person that felt the impact or felt triggered or traumatized or offended or sensitive to something, right? Right. That responsibility is actually on both parts. Yes. So that's the first step is Mm -hmm. that folks really swear like, oh, if I'm reacting to, if I'm reactionary, if I'm in the reactionary position and something is being done to me, then it absolves me of responsibility. No. Yes, I know. And that's the energy that is,
0: and, and I want everyone to really hear that piece because maybe you've been there too. I know I have. For sure. Like, and and you think like, oh my God, yes, this has triggered me. I'm in the right, they're in the wrong. And you completely bypass the invitation even for you to dive deeper into what is actually taking place here. Like what's actually happening? What's the wound that's just been poked?
1: Exactly. So in moments like this, and we're just gonna stick with the meme because it's such a good example and yeah. it's real life. Like it actually happened and played out. Mm-hmm. Um, the meme is posted. Mm-hmm. Let's be very clear. <clears throat> the meme in and of itself places no value system on fatty fat, on buffy buff, mm-hmm. on any of those things. Mm-hmm. This is a meme that is actually describing very simply, if I don't go to the gym, gi- if I go to the gym, I get buff if I don't go to the gym and I continue to eat, science and biology literally determine that I gain weight. Like you literally just gain weight. Mm -hmm. That's how your body works. Mm -hmm. So there's no value system placed here. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: And so if people are reacting, it's not because the meme said, I'm going to get fatty fat from my quarantine snacky snacks and now no one will love me and I'll be ugly and I'll be alone forever. Right? Like it didn't, Right. Say that. It like it ended right there. But people react because that narrative that they hold around their own wounds mm-hmm. is what fills in the rest of that sentence. Right. Because they're being either triggered or re-traumatized or offended by mm-hmm. this concept of like fatness. Because yes, again, this is where dualities come into play. Is it true that in our society we absolutely have "quote unquote" fit or skinny privilege? That there is fat shaming. That as a social whole, there is bias when it comes to everything, right? Yes. Like purchasing clothes, healthcare, da 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 da. Yeah, all every definitely. aspect of life. Yes, there are absolutely biases, and there is absolutely limit to accessibility if you are considered fat, right? Mm-hmm. That is very true. Mm-hmm. And this meme did not feed into and or reinforce and or uplift any of it. Right. Sometimes it's okay to just say, I'm not a gym person or like, I don't work out or I don't get this. This particular meme wasn't for me. Me as somebody who is a previous athlete and dancer, just built a boxing gym in the corner of my house (laughs) because that's like, I still train. Like I literally posted a picture of my coach's four-year-old son and was like, I've never been jealous of a four-year-old. Because the four-year-old is like at home coaching with coach, right? Like training with coach. And I'm like, like I'm itching in my quarantine, like a little fiend. So I get it. For me, I'm like, oh, I resonate with that Mm -hmm. meme because we live a similar lifestyle Mm And when it comes to that. For folks who don't, like you just need to own that that wasn't for you. Mm -hmm. And then you need to pause and say, and so this is, this is where my, like, this is what I tell all my clients, every single one of them, because I work directly in decolonization and liberation mm-hmm. and the whole world is full of triggers and traumas, yeah. both collectively and individually. Mm-hmm. When you are re- reacting to something, what, regardless of whether it's a true trigger or just an emotional reaction to something, you need to take a minute and pause and you need to ask yourself, what am I reacting to? Yeah why am I reacting to that?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And where does this wound come from? So if I run through and I'm saying this and I'm being really transparent because I know that people listening like, will see me on the internet and they're like, P- but you pop off on everyone. Yeah. Right. But I do this. I go through this process first because right. there are moments where I realize, you know what, I'm not going to answer this person. Mm-hmm. Or I will say, I am very much like triggered or, or offended. I am not in a place to be able to have this conversation with you in the way that it needs to be had. Yeah. Because I've gone through that, that, that process because the outcome of that is either is one of two things, either one. Okay. The thing that they said really, truly was inherently problematic. Right. Mm -hmm. So if the meme said, and now you are like a vile human and no one will love you. Right. Okay. Yeah. Ruby, we got a problem why are you Mm -hmm. posting that shit? Right? Yes. That is a problematic. We need to look at your, you know, unconscious bias around fatness. Mm -hmm. But if the answer to those three questions is I have my own struggles and wounds around, you know, body weight or image, you know, image issues or whatever. And I'm reacting from those unhealed wounds then you still get to say, like, I am reacting to this right now. Mm-hmm. You know, I just want to be seen or whatever. Or, like, I popped off and I'm recognizing that this comes from, like, my own wound that's unhealed. hmm And that's where it stops. But
0: right. the problem
1: is that people take it another level, and instead of owning that they're reacting out of their own wounds, which is their responsibility to own and heal, mm-hmm. they want to absolve themselves of the responsibility to have to heal that wound and so they flip it on the person that has done the thing yep and they make the quote-unquote evil right or the badness mm-hmm. uh, uh, and the t- toxicity about that person versus what is still remaining inside of them
0: true they just haven't done their
1: fucking work they haven't done their work <laughs> and so that's what happened like with the meme you posted the meme I don't know any of you, like, I don't know people or their stories, right? Like Mm -hmm. that responded, but all of a sudden it became about, in this case it's you because you posted it, but all of a sudden it became about you and like how you navigate and what you meant and your bias or your blind spots and your whatever. And I will say, can I, can I be totally transparent with the listeners? Yes. (laughs) Ruby and I have the relationship where if she did some wild shit, I would would absolutely text her. Yes. I would have been like, like, no, ma'am, like, yeah, maybe you do need to submit some sort of public apology or whatever. But we talked through it and I'd explain it to her. And, you know, like, I'm the first one because I know that she would do that for me. Right. And has done, has been like, oh, with that one, I think you're stretching I'm like, okay. (laughs) All right. Okay. And literally, that's all I can say is like, okay. Right. Like, cool. Noted. So when I say that like when we go through this example and it's like, I'm looking at it and I very much was like, no, let's just unpack how you're feeling about this because mm-hmm. this was flipped on you in a really nasty way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it wasn't I, inherently problematic. Right. And,
0: you know, there was the, that we're just talking about one comment that was made on it, but it was shared uh, in a way where it was um, in the share. It said, here's the problem with spiritual leaders, blah, 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 privilege, blah, 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 fat bias, blah, 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 blah. So there was like a whole other thing. Um, So let me be super honest with everyone else is like, when I saw all this, when it was all happening, the person who had commented is someone that I had been in a mastermind with. Um, We're not super tight. And at the same time, I still care about her feelings. And I went into a reactive state when I saw the comment and when I saw the shares and I was like, oh shit, did I just fuck up? And was this, like, should I not have shared something that said fatty fat? Would it have been better if I said just gained weight? I'll go come back to that in a second. Um, And so I took responsibility for that person's trigger and replied back to them and then made a whole other post on Facebook saying, just really just recognizing, hey, like I posted the baby Yoda meme. I didn't know that it was going to, I can't remember what I wrote. Like it was going to offend people for that. I am sorry. Um And that thread started blowing up. And in the meantime, the original post and the original comment, they started coming back at me. And then I started feeling both sides of the equation, like, holy shit, did I just react off a reaction? Mm -hmm. Because our reactions, we think of reactions often as like fiery energy. Yeah. Whereas my reaction was like, oh shit. Like, did I just fuck up? Um, The people pleaser came out in me. Yeah. And that in itself can also be a reaction right the reactions don't have to be fiery and spicy and loud and brash they can mm-hmm. also be like scared and timid and come across as humble when really you're trying to people please and that's what happened and yeah. that's what i did and as soon as the thread started popping off and i started getting dms from this person and clearly realized she was in a reactive state and clearly saw the way in which i was reacting to her reactive state i stopped I was like, I'm not commenting on anything. I'm turning off my social media. I'm not going on Facebook for a day or two. And I did that just to let the storm calm down. And then when I came back to it, even with fresh eyes, knowing like, you know what, this is a clear situation of your triggers, your responsibility. Mm -hmm. And I know that I reacted to the reaction, but for me to go back then and just start and even comment on that would have just poked the bear even more. And yeah. so I decided to just leave it alone. That was right. a decision that I made because I was like, this is one of those situations where I'm never going to quote unquote win because mm-hmm. there's always going to be someone from this group of people who had shared and commented that are going to find something wrong with me because they see me as someone who's privileged mm-hmm. and. There's no point in, is it, do I really wanna have that conversation? No.
1: So, that's that. <laughs> I mean, I also want to like really explicitly say, because I I always think about whenever we're talking and and how it can potentially like step on toes, right? Because mm-hmm. this is what leaders do, we actually yeah. think through this process. I want to really explicitly say, we're not saying that there's a, a problem or that there's anything wrong with being triggered or offended or reacting. No, no, you get to have your feels, you get to be human. You like, that's literally the point we honor the human experience, Mm -hmm. but there's a distinct difference between saying like, if I reacted, you know, and I'll, again, like, I'll just use myself as an example. So people aren't like, Oh, they're just, you know, privileged. Um, (laughs) I, uh, um, I had like a lot of like hormonal thyroid issues, like when I was younger. And so like, even though I was an athlete, I like gained a ton of weight. Like we couldn't figure out, like I couldn't lose it. I have no pictures from like a period of my life because I had so much like shame and like Mm -hmm. all these other things. I did all of my work around that, all of my body image work, like body neutrality work. Cool. Um, and so if I had not have done that work, Seeing a post that said the word fat immediately, Mm -hmm. I would have just been like, oh my God, she's talking about me. Like, you know, like I probably, all those wounds would have been poked and I would have reacted. Now the difference is that I can react. I'm allowed to react and I can even comment and say, Mm -hmm. yo, like reading this, I'm noticing that like I'm having either a visceral or emotional reaction to it. And you know, the word fat is just like not sitting with me well. And like, damn, like this really got me fucked up. Mm -hmm. I can say that. Right. And then Ruby's response as a thought leader and as a person who has done their work is to say, yo, I can totally see how that would happen. Like I'm witnessing you in that and like, I'm holding space for your experience. Cool. Mm -hmm. End of conversation. And in that moment, you've had a a person who was triggered, who owned their trigger Mm -hmm. and you've had the person that caused the impact saying like, I'm not going to take responsibility for the trigger, but like, I I honor and witness your humanity and like live your life. Like, cool, do it, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) But that's not what happens.
0: No. Right? What happens is people will come at it and then make you the scapegoat for their shit. Exactly. It's like, you're the reason why I'm feeling this way. You did something wrong. Right. Bypassing any of their own shit. Right. Right and the reaction
1: which just as much as spiritual leaders can be super problematic and gaslight and be spiritual bypass and victim blame like folks that walk around as i don't know spiritual followers if you're a leader you're a follower spiritual those in the spiritual community mm-hmm. like are just as capable of internalizing those methodologies and doing it within themselves like to me i'm like you just spiritually bypassed your own own yeah. experience yep like you yeah. just did it to yourself Mhm. Yeah. Because and this it, was an opportunity for you to do some noticing. Yes.
0: Yeah, this was an opportunity for you to observe yourself. Mhm. You, this was an opportunity and it, that's why I always say it's an invitation. Like it's an yes. invitation for you to dive deeper into yourself. It's an invitation for you to do that work so that in the future you aren't feeling triggered when you mm-hmm. see words like fat without mm-hmm. the full context, you know? And um right now it, Louise and I thought this was an even more pertinent conversation to have right now because people are in a reactive state with this pandemic. You know, like people are in a reactive state. It feels like the reactivity is almost amplifying the longer we're in it because people are getting stir crazy in their home. And we're seeing so, I mean, we've talked about it, like we're noticing so many people coming online and sharing Mm -hmm. things from a reactive place. And not even realizing because again, reactions and reactivity doesn't look, doesn't always necessarily look like loud, rash, mm-hmm. um, fiery, spicy. Like it doesn't look like that all the time. It can yeah. be veiled in politeness and in love and light and in, um, "Quote unquote facts." <laughs> I got the facts. <laughs> yeah, big quotations, <laughs> big quotations, because everyone right now is an expert in immunology. So
1: <laughs> that's another conversation. But yeah, right, you're all MD. Right, and so right now is is
0: that much more important for all of us, all of us to be hyper aware and to step into the role of the observer, both to observe others, but to observe ourselves Mm -hmm. and the way in which you're showing up. So important right now.
1: Yeah. I mean, there's, I don't know how many times I'm going to say, well, I'll probably say this every day until we're out of it. Like this is an unprecedented time that we're living in. Yeah. It's unprecedented. None of us have all of the tools necessary to get through this Mm -hmm. in like the most peaceful and calm and stable way we possibly can. Even those of us that have done a shit ton of work Mm -hmm. and like are, you know, and have a a hefty toolkit because we've never been here. I didn't even know that I needed to use some of the tools that I have or like, you know, or like use them in conjunction with each other. I'm like, oh, that's new. Mm -hmm. Right. We've never been here. Mm -hmm. And so it, right now, more than ever, is a crucial time to really. I mean, I say opportunity, you say invitation, but like to dive into that opportunity and that invitation to like slow down, yeah, pay attention, notice what is really like pressing on. I call it like the the cheat code to de- detonation, right? Like mm-hmm. they just know that code, right. right? Like what is what is setting off the the bomb inside of you? Yeah. Like spend some time with yourself since you can't spend time with other people. Like this is, like I'm laughing because it's like, I don't know the the universe is is really talking to us right now.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it really is, and I was noticing that the other day. Like I actually went through um, what feels like it's it's the loss of a friendship throughout this whole everything that's been happening, um, that's not guaranteed, but right now that's what it feels like. Mm -hmm. And there's been so much of me, like every day waking up, feeling triggered by it and me masking it in the, like, what was me sadness. Yeah. Right. And then trying to talk myself into, um, how not even like I'm right, they're wrong, but I catch myself. I've been catching myself writing posts and I'm like, Mm. shit, I'm writing this about them. Mm. Mm, right? Mm. <laughs> and then I'll delete it. <laughs> and then I'll delete it. Cause I'm like, shit, like I'm doing what, like I I'm reacting right now yeah. from my pain, from my sadness, from yeah. my hurt. Right. And that's why, like, I share this with you because I, I want everyone to understand, like, This reactivity that we're talking about can look like a lot of different things. It can look like you trying to quote unquote teach your audience something Mm -hmm. when really it's coming from that place of hurt, of of unresolved wounding because Mm -hmm. you're triggered from something that happened a few days ago. And so we get to take responsibility, not just with how we're showing up for ourselves, but how we're showing up for other people, how we're. Um, what our messaging is saying right now, yeah. what we're sharing, what we're choosing to share online is what we're choosing coming from a reactive place, right? Or is it coming from a place where we're actually able to just share and be responsible with what we're sharing? You know, the res- the word responsibility has come up so much for me. Um, something that I never, I wouldn't say never, but um It's always been something that I think about, but not as much as I have now. Mm. The social responsibility, the responsibility that comes with every single thing that I'm sharing and everything that I'm speaking to, and even the comments that I'm doing, even what I'm liking. (laughs) All of that is coming with this responsibility right now because people are so reactive. And um, when we look beyond the reactions, we can actually clearly say that Everyone is just really in their wounds right now. And so we get to have compassion for that, that we're all in the same place. We're all in this wounded place.
1: Yeah. Every single one of us. Yeah. Yeah. We're we're not dismissing us. (laughs) No. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm in it. (laughs) In it. In it. it, Right. But the thick of it. (laughs) Right. But the difference is, you know, to your point is that it is a practice of ours and we're not the only ones. Like there's, we're in community with a bunch of people that yeah. are like this. Like it is a practice of ours to do that noticing, right? To say mm-hmm. like, Oh, I'm this post, like maybe I shouldn't post this right now because mm-hmm. clearly this is where I'm writing it from. Right. Mm-hmm. Or like, why am I writing it from this perspective or what have you? And so I really, you know, I, I, I want to really drill this in again. It is everybody's responsibility on any side of dynamic to take responsibility for action and own their own reactions. Mm-hmm. Yes. A hundred percent. Because if you can take responsibility for your action and then own your reaction, then even if you do have to come to a place where maybe you do need to follow like a restorative justice, you know, uh, process to restore harm, if harm truly was caused, mm-hmm. it's going to be productive. People are going to be humanized. Everyone is going to be seen because mm-hmm. nobody is going to be there weaponizing their triggers and traumas against other people. Yeah. Because that's what's happening mm-hmm. is people have not healed from whatever their, right, like life has dealt them or whatever experiences they've had. Mm-hmm. And that sits as ammunition inside of them. And it does, it becomes a weapon.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah,
1: and And that doesn't just then hurt other people on the, right? Like outside of you, ultimately, like you are really sitting there hurting yourself.
0: Yeah, you're, you're creating a, more of a distance between you and your healing. A hundred percent. It's like you're, you're continuing to press that on your own button.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So if you take nothing from this conversation, I beg of you (laughs) to take those three, right? Those three steps, like pause, Mm -hmm. ask yourself, like, what am I reacting to? Why Mm -hmm. am I reacting to it? And where is that coming from? Mm -hmm. Because sometimes the, where is it coming from is, oh, that person is like racist or that was misogynist or that was transphobic or that that was fat shaming or fat phobic. Mm -hmm. Yeah maybe it was and then and then but you're still going to own your reaction and you're going to take responsibility for it and that still ultimately determines how you respond to the person cuz what i love to run around just like actually verbally thrashing everybody that is <laughs> you know like hella problematic or saying things out of any sort of phobia or hate or blind spots sure right. it would be really easy mm-hmm. it would be super easy But that's not, one, productive. Mm -hmm. Two, that is not what integrous leadership is. Mm -hmm. And three, that does not do anything to actually move us forward as a collective with our unconscious nervous system, to move our unconscious collective nervous system forward towards healing.
0: Yeah. It's like the difference between shaming and teaching. Exactly. You know, you can shame someone and no one learns a damn thing. Right. Or through, you know, pausing and reassessing, you can use that as an opportunity to teach, coming from a place of really seeing the other person as a human being.
1: Absolutely. And, like, in this example, you got shamed. Yes. Which, like, as somebody that, like, cares about you right? Like I was late to the party. Like I saw it hella late after all the things already <laughs> happened and I'm actually really glad I did because- And, af- and after I reacted myself, yes. <laughs> right. Like ha- like days. And I, I'm, I will say like the universe doesn't make mistakes because one of my things, for example, that I know about myself is like when it comes to me, I can go through my three-step process. When it comes to people that I like really care about and ride for- I definitely will react, right, right, like because and and that's a me thing that like again and so mm-hmm. that's in those moments where I'm like oh girl pause because you're gonna hang on people <laughs> you're gonna <laughs> <think> it worse <laughs> like it's not that deep right but I will say like you it the way that it happened you were shamed mm-hmm. and even if let's just say what you posted actually was problematic it could have been a really beautiful teaching moment yeah it totally. could have been a moment for you to you know, not requiring anyone else to do emotional labor, but it could have been a moment where someone said to you, hey, maybe you have some noticing you need to do. Maybe you right. have some blind spots that you need to work through. Teaching or maybe versus shaming. Exactly. And then how much better of a leader would that have made you? And how much more impactful could you have been to the people that actually listen to you to mm-hmm. be able to turn around and say, look what I just learned about myself and let me mm-hmm. model this behavior for you. Yeah. Instead, shaming you closed down now we have to have this whole conversation. like right like what yeah. purpose did this serve
0: exactly exactly and it was like this brings me back to like a memory of wow god when was this a few years ago now um when black lives matter came out what was that now like four years ago
1: mm, black four. lives matter came 2014 2014 after, yeah, yeah after michael brown's Yeah, killed, so six yeah. years okay wow that, it goes okay. fast yeah it goes fast
0: <laughs> So I was one of those POCs who literally shared the hashtag All all Lives Matter. Mm -hmm. Okay. So when I did that... Now we know better. (laughs) Now we know better. Um, Yeah, I had a lot of people responding in very hateful, shaming ways, but I didn't understand. I didn't understand it. That's all this was. I didn't understand. And then one of my... Um, friends from up north, um, she used that as a teaching moment. She's like, and she's like one of my closest friends. And she's like, Ruby, like here's an article um, that really outlines what this is. And it was a super informative article. And then she wrote her thoughts and shared from this like super constructive place, knowing that, oh, this isn't like, Ruby's not this like racist fucking person. She just probably doesn't know any better. So let me just teach her. And her one comment on that post, the one comment shifted me forever. And from that moment on, I saw the importance of Black Lives Matter. I understood the history. I understood all of it because she took the time to teach. And that made, helped me become a better leader, right? Whereas all the other people were just shaming me for what I was saying. And I had no idea like I didn't see it I didn't see the dis the I didn't see the connection and so mm-hmm. we have to remember that when we see this stuff that's going on on online right now especially now to use these as opportunities to teach to inform not to gaslight not to shame not to you know make someone feel bad not to like bury someone uh, but instead to to just use this as an opportunity to teach. Right.
1: Right. And you know, uh, the fact that it was one of your like closest friends, right. They like chose to do the emotional labor, like, and you know, so you had that. And sometimes it doesn't always have to look like that. It can also just look like, Hey, you know what? Here's this article. And I suggest you read it, right? Like you have you already had the relationship of reciprocity. So yes. like, obviously she was going to like hold you mm-hmm. up in that way. But what I'm saying, like, I also want to say that because I don't want anyone to try to use that as like the out of like, oh, well, no one's going to teach me. So because again, right, it right. is your responsibility, yeah. right? So, I mean, I think ultimately it, it comes down to, <laughs> it's going to sound really simple and maybe a little assholey and mm-hmm. that's okay. <laughs> um, like you need to start owning your shit. Not like you, but people. Like people really need to start owning all of their own shit. Mm -hmm. Period. Because here's the the truth at the end of the day. At the end of the day, even when I do interact with people that truly are harmful, Mm -hmm. even if they quote unquote didn't mean it, right? I'm not a racist. Oh, but you just said a really racist thing. And this was the impact, right? Like Mm -hmm. it doesn't matter what, right? The impact was truly harmful. Mm-hmm. And then I let them know that it was harmful and maybe they double down on their harm.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Which in that moment lets me know, okay, this cannot be a teaching moment right. because you're actually committed just as much as I've taken responsibility for what's happening over here. That's my cue that you will not take responsibility. Right. Right. So now you're doubling down on your harm. That's fine. It is still my responsibility to have done my own work, to mm-hmm. be able to back out of the situation, mm-hmm. leave it alone protect my own peace and soothe my own nervous system. Yes. I'm so glad you mentioned that. It is still my responsibility.
0: Yeah, because I think it's really easy at that point when the person goes into the, um, well, when you step up and create an opportunity for there to be a teaching moment and the other person is still in a reactive state to understand it is not your job to shift them into a different state. Mm -hmm. Only they can do that. Right. It's just like, you can't, you can't make someone quit smoking. They have to want to do it. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, and, and so, and, and I feel like that's what we're seeing a lot of right now, because, uh, Absolutely. especially with the pandemic, everyone has their own opinion about what's going on. Mm-hmm. And then these threads turn into these like verbal wars. And it's like, listen, if this person is so steadfast in their opinion That they're not willing to see anything else. It is not your responsibility to try and uh, convince them or persuade them of any other way. Mm -hmm. But it is you get to be responsible for yourself and honor your boundaries and understand, just like Louisa said, when to back away, when to exit. Mm
1: -hmm. And that's that. (laughs) Period. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why I said, like, people. That's and 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 I say that knowing that people who have not, who either have not or are not ready to do your work, mm-hmm. and it's okay yeah. ready to do the work because it's hard, right? <laughs> Y'all listen to Ruby. You know the process, um, uh-huh. and so fine. Maybe you're not ready, but folks that have not done their work, this whole episode is going to be a full trigger for them, and oh. so instead. I suggest that you, even listening to this episode, what are you ask yourself, what are you reacting to? Where does that come from? Why are you reacting that way? And then take this opportunity to start doing your work. Mm-hmm. Maybe you're not ready for a full coach, but there's a lot of free content out there right now. Courses mm-hmm. and books and self-help and whatever. Take this opportunity just in this episode. If you're feeling a kind of way, This is a you problem. It's not actually our responsibility.
0: Yes. Mike. fucking drop. Booyah.
1: And I I invite you to do your work.
0: (laughs) And there's, again, this isn't coming from a place of trying to shame you. Nah. Right? Like, I still have a ton of shit, like, to work on. (laughs) And, (laughs) right? And there are still times when I will even have friends call me out on things and I'm triggered by it and I'm not ready and I'll go into stubborn mode and it might take me a week. And then I'll come back to them and say, okay, you know that thing that you said? (laughs) Yeah, I do need to work on that. (laughs) There's no shame in this. Uh, It's not that we're better than you or so-and-so is better than so-and-so. Like, it's not about that. We're all in this together. That's it. Like, we're all, I always like to say, like, we're all on the same journey. We're just at different points in our journeys. And the journeys aren't linear, right? Like the journeys aren't linear, like time, like they're expansive. They go off into all these detours and we're all on these different like detours and parts of our journeys. And so Mm -hmm. we need to look at each other from that stance and understand like if someone's reacting, it's coming from a wounded hurt place. We get to look at that with compassion and then take responsibility for what we can control. Yes. That's it. Yeah. Cool. Is there anything else that you want to add that you want to make sure that it just like really drills
1: home? A little extra spicy charm. Yeah, I know, right? Um, <laughs> I will say this. The The other thing I will say is for folks who do hold privileged identities, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and this isn't talking about like, because a lot of people throw around privilege because they see somebody's life that looks really nice and they're like, oh, that person's privileged. Yeah, nah, like bro. me.
0: First, like- right,
1: <laughs> right. But like, let's be clear about the ways in which you're marginalized, mm-hmm. actually, Right. anyways, uh, that's another episode. (laughs) Um, what I will say is if you hold a privileged identity and I'm not just talking about race, right. I'm talking about the fact that for example, like I'm cisgendered female. And so Mm -hmm. in the, you know, in the dynamic of gender, like I'm privileged because I Mm -hmm. don't hold a trans identity. Right. So if you, when you're in moments and it is truly like, you know, the, there's a power dynamic and you hold the privileged identity, It is extra important for you to stop and pay attention and take responsibility and stop talking, Mm -hmm. do more listening Mm -hmm. and really do a lot of noticing because a lot of people are reacting from their, what I call privilege pains and -hmm. privilege points because they don't want to own that part of themselves. Mm -hmm. And so they end up reacting. They can't listen. They can't notice. And then what ends up happening, because, you know, I I call the thing like it is Mm -hmm. with the Baby Yoda post, Mm -hmm. from my understanding, again, just from looking at people's pages and Facebooks, I always find it very interesting that those that truly hold the most privileged identities in the society will be the first ones to try to find anything to try to discredit folks who hold marginalized identities Mm -hmm. by calling them some sort of like phobic because yeah. they can't call you racist,
2: mm-hmm.
1: but they can call you fat phobic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I just, I just really want to name that because I think that's an important dynamic that we didn't really dive into, mm-hmm. but is, is, is for the noticing. Like if you hold a privileged identity, the fourth question you need to ask yourself is, am I actually reacting to <laughs> what is happening or am I reacting to the fact that my privilege isn't automatically entitling me to the win? Mm. So good. That is my that is my last little that's nugget. Your spicy charm. It's my little nugget. <laughs> <laughs> spicy charm nuggets. Oh yeah. my god, that is a cereal. Uh, yeah, it is a cereal. <laughs> really I also feel like that's like a po- podcast. It really, spicy is.
0: charms with Louisa Duran yeah yeah with louisa duran Kellogg,
1: well, call me call me <laughs>
0: <laughs> well why don't you tell everyone listening yes. where they can find you online and make sure you also mention this awesome new little membership thing you got oh, going my on Patreon. yeah yes
1: yeah 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 so okay you can find me online on facebook at the louisa duran i'll have on these Instagram links at Yes. In the show notes, just making Perfect. sure. Yeah. Uh, according to Louise, my website is louisaduran.com. Um, I have a Patreon now. And on Patreon, um, there are three membership levels. You guys can like dive in and check it out. Super easy. It's patreon.com backslash Louisa Duran. But I'm super excited about it because. I have been working on a show called At the Intersection, which is an intersection of all of our lived experiences and all of our identities through the decolonization process, um, and the liberation process. So everything from like, in literally like racism to parenting, like everything. Mm -hmm. Um, and Mm -hmm. it's super dope and it is a Patreon only show. Um, so because, production takes money. And so, Mm -hmm. you know, it just, it, it made sense to do it this way. Um, But I'm really excited about it because it's going to be some like really amazing conversations and opportunities for Q and A in a community of folks that are all, even though they're different on different points in their journey, they're all on the same journey. Yeah. Um, So it's finna be looty. And there's like, (laughs) you know, other, other options too, but I'm super excited about that.
0: Yeah. Um, It's it's really, really, I've been holding on to for a while. Yeah, I was just telling Louisa before we hit record that I was looking at it and it's so, it's so good. So if you do have an interest in diving deeper into what we talked about today, I highly, highly recommend um going over to Louisa's Patreon and checking that out. So again, that link and more will be in the show notes. Louisa, thank Perfect. you so much. I just thank you for you. having me. I love that we can each
1: other out. I know and also like have each other's backs. A hundred percent. That's how it's supposed to work (laughs) when we each take responsibility for ourselves and also each other Yes. community matters. It does. Well,
0: to our listeners, thank you so much for joining me and Louisa on Today's Thought Leader where we're challenging you to rise up, speak up, and create a movement. Make sure you drop a rating and a review on iTunes and share this with a friend. And if you have any questions about this episode, you can reach out to either of us on... Instagram, Facebook, wherever my handle is at I am Ruby. And I will see you back here on Monday for a brand new episode of today's salt Leader.